This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. It's Cheryl from Unleashed, and I am thrilled to have Dr. Paul with me today. And we'll be right back, and we'll start the show. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. It's Cheryl from Unleashed, and I'm at the uh, Global Pet Expo, and I was lucky to get an interview with the uh, incredible Dr. Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. How do you Thank do? You, it's Thank a real I'm doing pleasure. Fine. Busy here, but there's a lot of people from all over the world here just looking at all the things that are available for pets now. Right. It's a very big business. It's a big business. And it's and we're really into a big health part of the business. Yes. Keeping our animals healthy. I wanna really talk about the farm animals in the rural areas. Okay. But I did read something recently that there's a new infection around that's affecting dogs just to go outside. You mean the influenza that came? Yes. Okay, that uh, was more or less a storm in a glass of water, it seems like, because, yes, we started vaccinating dogs for the influenza, but we've never seen a case where we are in Michigan. It was more in the bigger cities with the number of dogs that would spread the virus to each other. It's amazing. One of my neighbor's dog got hepatitis from just, I mean... Yeah. You know, when I had my dogs when I was younger, yeah. they lived to 13 years, 15 years. Yeah. They didn't get cancer. They used well, to have a brand of dog food called Cadillac. Yeah. A can of dog food, and they lived 13, 15 years. Yes, because in those days they made it kind of simple, and right now they make you know dog food and cat food, and yes, make it last. And yes, I've said many years ago already, we are what we eat. And we sure. see cancer a lot more than people also. And why? Well, I don't do research on this, so I don't know. But it's a fact that, you know, when we eat all these products that are now on the market with all the preservatives and, and everything in there, that that is not the natural food that we used to have. And I think this is part of the problem. And E. coli, and the way we store food, the way, I don't want to say slaughter, because I'll tell you, over the last few years, cows have become almost like pets to people who live on bigger properties, who have started rescues. You know, they, you know, it, it, it fell off a truck, and I took it, and... Now I need a friend for it, and of course the male, yes. the male calf doesn't give milk, so 
Yeah. He's, he no, doesn't... For me, you know, yes, large animals are still, you know, farm animals. And if they give milk, that's fine. The beef cows, you know, produce the meat that we eat. But at the same time, yes, there's a lot of, you know, dairy farms by us now that have quit because it's a 24-7 job. And nobody wants to work that anymore. Even veterinarians don't want to do it 24-7. When you have a large animal business, it is a 24-7 job. Right. Because cows don't have weekends. Right. And when they give birth, they give birth and horses. And That's right. And you better be there if there's a problem. Have you treated all types of animals like yes. kangaroos and yes. alpacas yes, and yep. tigers? I, for and me, a veterinarian means he treats animals. So, yes, I treat all animals. And sometimes you have to just you know, laugh a little bit because uh, one time the mother brought her eight-year-old little daughter in with a little pet mouse that had black spots on it. <laughs> and I could see in her eyes, oh my gosh, this has cost me an arm and a leg. No, the little white mouse had fleas. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I sold the free medicine for the cat that she had in the house and put a drop on the mouse and everything was fine. So use a little common sense, you know, and be nice to people. Treat others like you want to be treated and they'll come back. Now, with the bigger animals, do they get like the heartworm? No. And, no. and, and people the, Lyme, the Lyme disease? They can get Lyme disease, but they hardly show everything. You know, the dogs and the people are the main animals that have Lyme disease. And that comes from mosquitoes, right? And the yeah. ticks. Yep. Hepatitis is from... Hepatitis can come any place. That's, you know, hepatitis, the itis means that there's an infection. So yes, a liver infection many times comes from yeah, environmental, not always, you know, bacteria. It could be viruses. And hepatitis is one of the things that we vaccinate for in dogs. Now, and and lepto is another one that uh, would cause you know, the liver infections. And many veterinarians in the city do not vaccinate for lepto because sometimes it causes a reaction, especially in the small dogs. Well, if that happens, we put them on Benadryl, they get over it, and we don't vaccinate for lepto anymore. But lepto is a, yeah, it's a spider kit, it's a bacteria-like organism that swims in water, and it can do everything in dogs and cats and people and horses you know horses get moon blindness they say from lepto cows will abort they'll get kidney infection can get liver infection and the same in dogs you know, so yes you know we vaccinate for lepto even the farm animals even the big we animals used to do that an awful lot when the cattle were out on pasture now that they are most of the time in free stalls and protected from the outside world you could say uh, it's not so prevalent anymore. They say in 2030 there's going to be a shortage of vets. I mean... Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know so much about the everyday... Large animal probably because it's work. You know, and like I said, it's a 24-7 job because animals don't take weekends off. So horses and horses, shoes, they're getting... What's your favorite animal? <laughs> People ask me that all the time. My well, favorite, they're, they're not going to no, hear us. No, but that's fine. It's a healthy animal. That's a good answer. It makes no difference what animal. As long as it's healthy, I'm happy. And a cow, has their stomach is different than ours. Completely. There are four stomachs. You know, every ruminant, cows, sheep, you know, and uh, goats are the most common farm animals with four stomachs. And they chew their cud. The camel is the same way. Llamas and alpacas also. 
So they eat roughage, then they lay down and bring up a cut and chew it again so that actually they, they mush it up more and then finally it goes down into the full stomach. But in the rumen are bacteria that help digest it. And uh, yes, basically they are they're living off the roughage and of the bacteria that grow in there. So for them, the bacteria, the, the, you call it bacteria, but organisms in the rumen are the protein for the ruminants. So it's not just the roughage that they use, it's the organisms that live in the rumen that also provide protein. That might be good for us. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. You know, for yes. people with colon problems or stomach problems. What about pigs? Pigs are like humans. One stomach and everything, you know, omnivores, they eat everything, even each other. So how today are the farm animals faring? I mean, now that they're in, you know, contact with no. humans. No, see, animals need safety first. If you have a bird feeder hanging outside, you see the birds coming and it's peck, peck, and you look around, who's there there? Peck, peck, look in. Yeah. So what we provide for farm animals is safety. Then food is next, but safety first. Well, we provide that for them. So yes, they are quiet, and yes, they in turn, they help us have a better life by drinking the milk, eating the meat. But at the same time, we are very well taking care of these animals. Otherwise, people, the farmers go bankrupt. I had a case many, many years ago with a guy that wanted to milk cows, and he didn't have the experience. And yes, he beat the cows with a two by four to go in the stanchions and all that stuff. And I had a pregnancy check there, and the cows were so scared, it was unbelievable. And I got so mad at him, and he was a foot taller than I was. They are very sensitive from yes, what I understand. And I cut in his face, I said, you hit these cows one more time, I'm gonna beat you with a two by four. So I pregnancy checked the cows, but half a year later, six months later, he was bankrupt because the, the cows did not produce because they were scared. And that's the thing. Stress. The animals, the stressed animals, those animals, horses, cats especially, dogs, every day the same is the best. Horses especially. Everything the same food, every day the same environment, everything the same safety. That's ideal for these animals. And they're secure. Yes, that's what they feel. Because they're sensitive also. Oh, yes. The longer I work with animals, the smarter they are getting. And if you can tell an, let an animal tell you what they need or feel with your pets, but also with the horses, you know, do you have a complete different world open up for you. And it's beautiful. Yes, I just unfortunately had to put my 19-year-old cat down like last week yes and as sad as it was because i had her as yes, a kitten but she had a good life she had a wonderful life yes. and she wanted to go and I she see, let yes, me know yes that's the thing you know animals are not afraid to die and many people will ask me when do you think it's time when the animal starts ignoring you you know and they do not they mask their pain or then if they don't feel good you know they don't tell you they no can't they hide it, it. but they hide it as much as possible, but at the same time, they will tell you when it's time. Because what I call, they become aloof. You call them and they turn their head away. I'm gonna go. Right, they want, they want to go. Like I said, they're not afraid to die. My next pet is going to be a dog. I've never been petless, 
This no. is the first time my parents had a dog before I was born. And, yes. you know, I'm going to be 70 well, and I've never. So never I'm been. literally tripping over nothing at home. <laughs> but, you know, a friend of mine, actually my first boyfriend back in the 70s, he went to veterinarian school in Belgium because. Oh, yeah, they, yes, they, it was hard to get in here. Yeah. I think it was like a five or a six year course. But I remember when they brought, I was telling Charles, I remember when they brought the horse in, you know, they were going to dissect him. And then I remember we went to a French restaurant and we had, well, he had rabbit. And after he ate the rabbit, he put all the bones back together. <laughs> and he yes. wanted to teach me to be an assistant. And no, no. You've got to have it in you, it seems like. I love animals, but I, yes. I should have. Should have, would have, could have. I was born and raised on the dairy farm and always with animals. I grew up with the St. Bernard and we had other dogs. And yes, when I was in college, you're petless because you're a student. But the minute Diane and I got married and moved back here and started our practice, the first thing we had was get a big dog and we got a, Saint, uh, we got a Great Dane. And yes, he was big. And pretty soon we had two of them, and then it's infectious because now Charles has two Great Danes. We have two Danes and a St. Bernard and four cats in the house. And yes, we have to step over these dogs. The St. Bernard is in the middle of the room and you walk over them. Yeah, I remember growing up in my neighborhood, one of my neighbors had a Great Dane. But, you know, those were the days where you just had one dog. Yeah. Today, you know, you have two cars, you have multiple cell phones, pocketbooks, <laughs> earrings, jewelry. Yes. I think pets need a pet. The dog needs a dog. Mm -hmm. If you could handle it, because yeah. dogs are, you know, they all work. you got to take care of them. Yes. I believe in walking them. Yeah. But well, we are in the country, so we just turn them loose. We have about five acres fenced in, because the one Dane that we rescued is the Roma. But he's getting old already. He's already nine years old, so... He doesn't run that far anymore, but he used to run for miles, and we wouldn't, didn't want that because, you know, that's not good. So we fenced in about five acres, and they run in there like crazy. And uh, yeah, now the newest So Dane now, do they, because they're big, tall dogs, would you consider them also long dogs? Would they be? No, no, they're not long dogs like a doxy or anything. No, they are just normal built with long legs. That's mainly it. The Dane, many, many, many years ago in Europe was used to hunt the wild boars. And they would actually, and I've seen them, grab an ear of that pig and then jump over their back so that the head was pulling the wrong way. And that left the space open for the people that hunted with, with the spear to kill the wild boar. That is amazing. Oh, they were amazing dogs. Just Saint, like the Ridgeback, they ate lions or tigers. Yeah, if there is enough. You know, and St. Bernard you know, was domesticated many years ago, and it, the name comes from that big mountain in Switzerland where, you know... Where they had brandy. <laughs> no, yeah, brandy, but no, they rescued people that were stranded in the, right. in the mountains. And, uh, yes, they would just walk in there and... How do you do it? They could smell it under four feet of snow. Would dig them out and bark and the rescues would come. Yeah. So, and this is the thing. They, dogs are so smart, it's unbelievable. Oh, well, that, that's why they use them for yeah. everything. Yes. They're using them now, I heard, 
even to detect illnesses in people. Well, in the Netherlands, I heard now that they have taught dogs how to smell COVID, but they cannot tell the difference between an active or a latent infection. That's the problem yet. But they can smell whether you're coming down with it. So better be take careful. And yeah, their nose, like I said, it's unbelievable. You know, sometimes I wish it could smell like a dog, but then again, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> right, right, right. So, growing up in the Netherlands and living on your farm, that's what inspired you? Yes. I was the, the youngest of six, and yes, if you want to know more, we wrote a book called Never Turn Your Back on an Angus Cow. And it tells you how everything started. I was the youngest of six, and uh, when I was 12 years old, the local veterinarian picked me up to deliver piglets at my brother. So I was tall and skinny, and here I was laying behind the pigs in the straw with up to my shoulder in those pigs trying to get the little ones out. And it was a lot of fun. Not dirty at all, it was just, you know, never thought it was dirty, and I still don't think it's dirty in there. So I came back home and told my mother, says, hey, you know, if I can't be a farmer, I want to be a veterinarian. Well, she says, you better study hard. Well, I did. Biggest problem was it was colorblind, so microbiology. I'm colorblind also. Yeah, microbiology, parasitology, and then bacteriology were all hard, but I made it through. And yes, I've been doing nowadays for 50 years, and I still enjoy it. And you enjoy the you enjoy the show now, right? That oh, you're yes. doing. This show now has been going on for 10 years. Uh, the 200th episode is coming up, and it's fun for me. And as long as it's fun, I'll keep doing That's it. That's it. That's the whole secret. That, yes. If life could be fun and you enjoy doing it, keep doing it. And it makes your heart happy. <laughs> keep doing keep it. Keep doing it. Right. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Cheryl. And I hope to have you on again. I wish you lots of good luck. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. And I want to say goodbye to all of my people out there. This is Cheryl from Unleashed. And I want to thank Mark, my producer. And I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.